Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing She-Hulk episode two of the first season named Superhuman Law. All that and more after this that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And I'm Catherine Ray. Welcome, Catherine Ray, once again in here to talk about She-Hulk with us. And uh, just just excited to talk to you guys. Uh, well, I did my short take this morning. So, spoiler alert for everybody. Yeah, you did another shorty. So, She-Hulk 2, what do you guys think? What, what were your thoughts? So many thoughts. So many? <laughs> Catherine first, though. This was honestly a little bit more of a mixed bag for me than episode one was. Uh, I still okay. really enjoyed it I, as an episode. It was it was still really good. But I started to feel, I felt more of the editing kind of glitches mm, in this one. Interesting. That, I, that you had kind of pointed out in the first one. And I also felt a little bit weird about some of the pacing stuff. So, um, I mean, it's not that I didn't enjoy it, but those were just kind of things that, that stuck with me. I watched it twice earlier today. And I kind of caught those things both times. So still excited about what's coming up. But this one, I was definitely like way more jazzed up after the first episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What, That's fair. What about you, Jeff? Hmm. I only watched it the once, unfortunately. Uh, I watched the beginning part of it um, probably the first 10 minutes uh, again. But then you sent the Zoom link, and I was like, "Ah, crap! I gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I I enjoyed it, and I didn't really feel any issues with the pacing per se. Um, but what I what I did take issue with is that it's only thirty minutes. Mm. It felt like it was not long enough of an episode to like tell me any story. Mm. I totally agree. It's not like, oh, the episode was too short and therefore it was bad. It's that there's not enough. Yeah. Not enough She-Hulk. Mm. Give me it. I know you've got it, Marvel. <laughs> Give it. Well, so what we said last time about critics getting four episodes, I was mm -hmm. like, I really needed another one right after this one. This one did yeah. not feel like it moved. Like, we, we got stuff with Emil, yeah. which was awesome. And we got some other stuff. But, like, this Titania stuff is just, like, weirdly lurking in the background mm -hmm. still. And I was just like, okay, I really could have watched another 30 minutes right after this one. Yeah. Like, all we got in this episode was, like, a continuation of... Or, well, like, the setup of, of some stuff, some, like, you know, blossoming uh, consequences of what happened in the last, in the first episode. And then, like, nothing that really, in a, ah, nothing in a big way setting up, like, something that I absolutely need to know the answer for. I just want more of what it was already showing me. Like, it, it wasn't, there were no new revelations, mm. there were new, no, like, no huge things, but like, I definitely feel like I just need more of it. I just need more of it. I, uh, I'm going to disagree with you guys about your feelings. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me, Matt the contrarian, step on in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't agree that it didn't have enough story, but I, I think I get where y'all are. I'm picking up what you're putting down, and I, th I think this is, this is how I see it. When this episode started, this is what I was worried about. As soon as this episode started and she's like not getting a job, I was like, 
okay, it's a sitcom. We know it's 30 minutes long. So this is going to be the episode where she's not getting a job. And then the end of the episode will be, she gets a job. Like that's, that's how this art, that's how sitcom arcs work. Right. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And then that, that was resolved within the first eight minutes. And I was like, oh, okay. That's one story. And then they were like, and now she's her first day at work. She goes to work. They tell her the She-Hulk stuff that she has to be She-Hulk, which I thought was also could have been its own thing. It could have been a whole episode about like her being She-Hulk at work and how that's weird for her and how that's, you know, a strange circumstance and like how she doesn't really want to be that, how she's embarrassed of it. But Nikki's so excited for her. But they packed all that into like six minutes and then they moved on to Emil Blonsky. I was like, I thought I was going to get no story. And then I got so much laid out in a 30 minute episode. But why I think it feels like there's not enough is because that exact thing, because this didn't feel like a self-contained episode. This feels like 20 or this feels like 30 minutes of a, you know, four hour movie instead of feeling like it has its own arc and closure. You know what I mean? Like it feels, it does not feel like there's closure to this episode, which I think is that feeling you get at the end of like, no, this had, what credits? What are you talking about credits? There was no arc to this episode. I guess there were kind of three little arcs, which is kind of weird. It's like it was the bunny hop episode. Yeah, little bunny, Just little bunny bunnies. Yeah, and there was like a big like revelation at the end of the episode yeah. that Abomination was like broke out of prison in an apparent prison break. And we were like, well, yeah, we knew he, we saw, we watched Shang-Chi, like mm-hmm. we knew he was, you know. So I think that that, that could have been done a little bit differently to have more of a punch or whatever. But, um, but also, so when I listened to your quick take after I watched the episode the first time, Matt, I was like, I honestly didn't even think about like, wow, is it going to be a whole episode of her like looking for a job? I didn't even think about that because I was right. like, yeah. we've seen the trailer. We already know the superhuman law yeah. division is a thing. So I, I was like, not at all even concerned about that. But then you said it and I I was like, oh, that would have been an incredibly frustrating episode if yeah. you did get yeah, yeah. like 30 minutes of like sad Jen on the couch looking for jobs. Yeah. So I guess like since I, I guess since I was looking at it from a different perspective, that was my fear at the beginning. By the end, I was like, man, well, this was a, this was a meal. This had a lot of stuff. I did not expect to get a meal <laughs> Blonsky this episode, you know, um, and get a meal, bl- a meal. <laughs> this is a meal. Um, it felt like a snack. <laughs> that was oh, that was a snack, Blonsky. <laughs> Jen Hulk is a snack, Truth. according to Nikki. And it, well, a meal is a snack, which is a weird sentence. A meal is a snack, <laughs> according to his seven soulmates. <laughs> Seven soulmates. I got such a kick out of that. I thought that little bit of dialogue <laughs> through the prison pen pal program would just give me, it was a good little laugh. Oh, it's so good. I like the alliteration. <laughs> Something that caught me during this episode, which Matt, you commented on a little bit, was just like how different Emil felt this time around, which like, let's acknowledge that mm-hmm. that movie was like well over a decade ago yeah. with a whole different creative team. 15 years almost? 14 years? Exactly. Yeah. So like none of the long-term visioning they had now. They have now existed back then, right? Like maybe in some part of Feige's brain somewhere. But it like, anyway, things are a lot different now. But I kind of kept getting the impression. I was like, Emil is faking. Like this is definitely, I, I like, I think Tim Roth is a good enough actor to be portraying like fake in this scenario that he's like he wants us to believe that he's changed and that he writes haikus but like i have to believe that he's still that power hungry villain we got in the 08 hulk yeah i felt exactly the same way every word he said from namaste all the way through i was just like he is he is that is not the milblonsky we know 
And like, that's fine. He's yep. been in there 14 years. Like maybe he's changed, but like his, it just felt like a fake affect. And he's just like putting on all this, like, no, I'm just an innocent little boy. Um, you, you want to let yeah, me out. I still want, cause I still want abomination as that awesome villain. He was okay. Yeah. Unpopular opinion. I really like the 08 Hulk movie. Um, and oh. I still, and I still want him as that. Cause he did such a good job yeah. as that. Like, yeah, he saw that the power that Hulk had and he was like, mm-hmm. I want that mm-hmm. too. I want yeah. that a back too. But I do also love the narrative. It looks like they're going to go with, with this defense of him that, it was actually a job from the government mm-hmm. and he shouldn't be blamed for it forever. And I'll be really curious to see how that plays out, especially in the light of the, you know, prison break. <laughs> the apparent prison break. That choice of defense is absolutely reasonable. I mean, the way he lays it out is like, no, Hulk was a threat. Your government hired me. Literally, like I'm on loan from my government because you guys needed me to stop a threat. You brought me in, and then you gave me the option to soup up. You juiced me up. And then that juice caused me to do, which I think, like, I think we all know that that's not fully true. Like, I think that Emile's was very power hungry, and we all saw that. Technically, though, it was the juice because it takes what's there and does more of it. Absolutely. I think that's true. Oh, but he wanted the juice. He wanted the juice in the first place, right? So he already had that initial, like, power craving to want it and then the juice just exponentially yeah. made it yeah. even more yeah 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 i watched a video earlier today that was like <laughs> i don't i don't know it was something like um talking about the different versions of spider-man villains it was like tom holland's spider-man villains and it was like i have a legitimate grievance against tony stark and the da 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 and now i will do this and it was all like i have a legitimate de- and it was like and then it jumped back to uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man villains, and it was like I have a. I, I'll find the TikTok and link it in the in the show notes or something. But it it was like I have a. I have. I am. I am very economically disadvantaged, and I have reasons to feel this way. But now I have powers, and I finally have the power, and that makes me a bad guy. And then it was like Sam Raimi bad guys, and then it was like, <laughs> Hey Peter, I'm a good guy. Drinks juice. It's like. That wasn't juice. And then I'm evil now. (laughs) (laughs) I actually just recently rewatched the Raimi uh, McGuire trilogy. And I was just like, man, for when we got those movies, those were awesome. Absolutely. Like, what a fun time. So much fun. The camp. Yeah. The like camp, like though. give it to me i was i was so, yeah i watched all three of them like in two days for no good reason <laughs> yeah i love it we did it for bingers back in december right before the new one came out and like i just bingers a symbol plug plug um and i just freaking <laughs> loved it it was so much fun um and we did all the all the spider-man movies but like those are just they're they're classics i don't care what anybody says i know they're like campy but like man whoo so good. Total Woo. bingers side note, you can absolutely edit this out. I mm-hmm. adored the fast coverage that y'all oh, did. Oh, yay! Bingers. I can't even tell you. I was so bored around that time, and I was like, absolutely, I'll watch all these movies and listen <laughs> to all the bingers episodes. And then I was like, wait, now I love these movies. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. What have you done? Well, and it was also, again, it was also, you made this point, and I don't want to like say the same joke over again, but it just hit so good when um, it was right around the time that Suicide Squad came out. And that character makes that lame ass family joke and you were like yo it took dom five movies before he said family like he didn't earn it at all and i was like yo that's the truth (laughs) they've known they had like one drink at one bar and he's like 
we're family now and like no i was like five movies we made fun of dom for that and it took him five movies to get to that like ethos you know uh yeah no i, I had so much fun with those uh that's the thing about binge assemble is even if you don't like a movie series or it's kind of bad watching them in fast succession like that and getting the connective tissue and it, it, even the ones that are bad it helps you understand what's good about the ones that are good and that's why i love doing that show like it's so much fun. we i really yeah. want to do something with it soon because it's been sitting dormant for a couple like a month now since we did everything ever all at once which is still the best movie of mm -hmm. the decade go see that movie um so <laughs> rented everybody <laughs> i got my costume for dragon con and it is based on everything ever all at once so I'm excited about that. Fabulous. Just staple a piece of paper to your forehead. Yeah, I'll do that too. With a circle on it. No, it's a real big butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> did I tell you that I did that for my birthday party? Uh, I would love more details. <laughs> no, I think I'll stop there. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so in everything I wrote at once, there is a scene where a trophy is sitting on a shelf, but it is clearly a butt plug. Uh, so as part of my birthday, I hid Easter eggs to the movie. We were going to watch the movie together. So I hid Easter eggs to the movie around the... I, we rented an Airbnb for the night to just do board games because my house sucks to do board games and a movie. And uh, we hid, I hid Easter eggs to the movie. There were like googly eyes on everything and all that kind of stuff. But one of them was I went out and bought a butt plug and glued it to a, <laughs> glued it to a little uh, trophy base and put it in the house. So people were walking by it like, what the, but then once we watched the movie, everyone who hadn't watched the movie was like, Oh, <laughs> I thought cool. you just didn't clean up before we got here. <laughs> It's weird that you're displaying that. Yeah, why is it Don't on a trophy Don't point it out. Base? He's going to be embarrassed. He's going to be embarrassed if we point it out. Just like, act like you didn't <laughs> see it. It was it actually, one guy had the best reaction. It was like, made it all worth it. Because he like, suddenly, it was like he'd just seen through the Matrix. He started like pointing at the screen and pointing at the butt plug. And it was like, he was like, <laughs> he and he yelled, dude, this is next level. Like he was just like flipping out because like all the little Easter eggs were coming together for him. It was like uh, he was sitting in the room at the end of Usual Suspects and all the things around him. Anyway, let's talk about She-Hulk more. Um, okay, totally. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it was a great time. <laughs> Where do we go from there? Well, I got lots of things. I love that she's a super-powered influencer talking about Titania. <laughs> we, we get her what she is, and she's a super-powered influencer, which is hilarious. <laughs> but, like, we don't get any backstory on that. We get no, no like, nothing. In, we just, we're just expected to be like, oh, yeah, super-powered influencer, sure. She's just, like, puttering along in the background, and, like, we're getting, like, we just got little, like, we got the littlest bit of her in episode one, and now we just get, like, a tiny yeah. other hint of her moving forward in the next one, but I'm just like, okay, so, like, I guess eyes on that storyline, because I know it's gonna be more than it is now, because she's, like, in the cast list, and she's, like, been promoting it, and all this stuff, but I'm like, okay, I could, I could use a little bit more information about that whole thing, and why I'm, why we're keeping eyes on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Why was she kicking or breaking a hole in the wall in the courtroom <laughs> and throwing a fit there? Like, what? Why? I did get a mild spoiler about that from, like, a headline that I looked up when I was Ugh. doing Tatiana butthole research earlier. Like I said I would on the first episode. <laughs> okay. 
I literally don't remember that joke now. I just, so I'm experiencing it fresh and I like it. So we all, we all kind of, you know, we all saw the headline and, you know, mm-hmm. she injured her butthole during filming. Oh, and that's like, right. You know that's what, guys? Right. You know what, guys? I'll read the clickbaity article and I'll let you know what it is. <laughs> so I went, I turned on Google and I said, um, Jamila Jamil butthole and i was like <laughs> i'm just on the fbi list for this search in the future just gonna get it out there you know i'm just gonna put it right into google this is great and it was it was just like she just she pulled a muscle doing she, she did all her own stunts for the show and so she mm. pulled a muscle in her butthole and she said this like on the red carpet to an entertainment weekly person and she was like yeah i can tell my agent just like had a little heart attack somewhere when i said that but she was just, you know, whatever. So that was that was the whole thing. But I know she's a big character. So the fact that we've gotten such little bits of her um, moving forward, I'm just like, okay, I would really like to know where that storyline is going. Yes. That, I, I think uh, I've been really fascinated since I heard this. And it was on New Rockstars. They're generally a good source of information. They said it like it was fact. And I haven't read this anywhere else. But apparently what they said was the majority of episode one which is the the entire Hulk backstory was originally like episode eight. And so this, so what, what it's got me curious about though, is like, was this originally episode one in which case, like, I, like I'm really curious where like the, or did the, because the Titania story ends apparently in that courtroom or like, that's part of it. it. Is that where that was supposed to happen? Was the Titania story supposed to be first and then the Emil Blonsky story and then uh the 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 hulk flashback like i really i'm really interested i want to see like a behind the scenes on like how these originally fit together because i bet they show her on the screen and they say she's a influencer but like i wonder if that was supposed to be different audio before if we were supposed to already know that exactly or supposed to already know her I, yeah. something else i picked up on this episode there was a lot of lines delivered off face mm-hmm. so like you're in a scene and you're looking at one character and you can see the back of the other character's head and then the character that you can see the back of their head they deliver a line that kind of wraps the scene up and then you move on to something else yes. and i absolutely clocked it in this episode and i i remembered what you'd said about like they had done a bunch of editing and kind of reshuffling and i was like and i kind of feel it here yeah. i can kind of so, yeah, i'm getting a sense I, I i hope i didn't put that in your head too much because like i think sometimes when you know that it can be even more yeah. No, because I felt I felt kind of like pacing stuff in the first episode. Like I thought a lot of that stuff was like really kind of smushed together. And I was like, why are they limiting themselves to super short episodes like this? Like they could like, again, it's Disney. They have free reign. It's not on this is on their streaming service. Like they could yeah. be doing these episodes however long they wanted. And they know we're going to watch them. But so the fact that these things still feel kind of like choppy and like smushed together i'm like can we just give yourself a little breathing room on some of these things you know like yeah. you don't have to be yeah. doing just it like it this. out it <laughs> yeah. feels more like the pacing of a movie to me like it really does it feels like this is all just one big story which is fine i just kind of but like the the streaming model has us they want us to come back every week so they're not just putting it out yeah. this feels a lot more like a bingeable show to me so far because it doesn't like i said this episode doesn't feel like it has an arc it doesn't feel like it has a beginning middle and end as much i think that's what a little bit of jeff and i were feeling when we were at, at the end both of us were like what that's it yeah. like okay come, come next on. episode 10 second <laughs> countdown let's go <laughs> yeah i'm glad you admit that i explained your feelings to you um <laughs> oh matt you know my you know my deepest feelings I, 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 
over the past eight years, Matt, I have uh, I have given to you my soul so that you can tell me how it works. Because <laughs> I clearly don't know. Yeah, you know, what are friends for? What are friends for? <laughs> so speaking of like all the little bunny hops this episode did, there are some things I'm very, very excited for because of this episode. So I'm really excited for the Shang-Chi tie-ins, mm-hmm. right? Yes! Which I'm hoping will be next episode, right? We already knew we were getting Wong. Mm-hmm. So it was like, mm-hmm. okay, I was already kind of expecting it, but it is cool. We do love, we do love some deep, hot, wet continuity, right? Oh, so that's so satisfying. <laughs> Um, but it's, I, you know, I'm really curious. I would hope that they would keep under wraps if we were actually going to get Simu Liu on the show, right? I would hope they could keep that a secret. So, you know, maybe fingers crossed for that in the future on episodes. But, um, and I'm really also excited for Hulk in space because I know that they're going to, that something will come of that eventually in the future. So those oh, are absolutely. two things that I was like, okay, got eyes on these and these are very exciting. Be careful lest you set my heart aflame. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, getting Simu Liu would be incredible. I, I love that we got, uh, like, specifically on that, I love that we got a, a good, solid, like, timeline spot for Shang-Chi now, or for at least the, the modern events of Shang-Chi, where, like, we know that about you know that when that prison break was happening that's about when shang chi and katie were going to i cannot remember the name of that freaking city you know i meant to look it up after last week Uh, and i didn't even do it and i'm not gonna google it right now either i'm sorry (laughs) well let's just let people yell at their screens yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we got a, a solid placement in the timeline on where that is now and like we can stop arguing about whether it's during the the thing or not well who else brought up the um the beacon at the end of shang chi because now we know that hasn't exactly happened yet right that's like a little bit in the future of of this she hulk series well do we hold on like they said this footage emerged but like how they didn't right did they give us time did they give us a time on the footage well actually you know what they didn't answer the question of whether or not emil is back in prison like broke out temporarily and came back. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Or if he like is just gone now. Yeah, we saw no footage of uh of anything like holes in walls or anything no, like anything no, no, that no. they were trying to say was like where he broke out. Well and if we, if you if you remember we talked about this in another episode, when he goes back through the portal in, in Shangxi, he goes into what looks like a cell, which is very similar to where he yeah. is in this. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that Wong broke him out to use him for something, maybe did some magic to make him invisible that he was gone, but then now this footage has emerged. Like, so we don't know when this was from, this could have been from two years ago. So I don't think we do have a solid timeline just yet. That's true. Although they did mention there was an Eternals, a real Loki Eternals reference in this one. in one yes. of the scrolling, uh, news things about like. The guy, the statue of the guy sticking out of the ocean. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, I think this celestial. is the first property post Eternals to acknowledge the Eternals happened. Yep, yep. Oh wow! Did you did you catch that, Jeff? Oh yeah, you, you, you I didn't you just watch that it. at all. So it's been going on on the internet all day, but you've been haven't watched it yet, so you hadn't seen it. I've been doing work. How dare you, Jeff? <laughs> on Jen's phone, uh, when she's like scrolling about the jobs and stuff, there's ads on the side for like articles, and it's like. Here's why the statue appeared in the ocean or something like that is one of the articles. And the other article is 
man with blades on his hands uh, in a uh, in a bar fight or whatever, uh, which is oh. seems like a Wolverine reference. That's absolutely a Wolverine reference. Yeah, I mean it's it's vague which enough is exciting. that it could be, but you know, yeah, it seems like it. We're we're excited. We're excited. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. And at the top of the screen, there's also a little ad for Iron Man threes, like shoes, like you get like whatever Michael Jordan ones. What are they called? Air Force ones. And those are are those Michael Jordan branded. I don't know. Anyway, but they're Iron Man threes. It's like in this universe, they have shoes instead of like basketball players. They're based on uh, (laughs) heroes. Another hot take I have is that Iron Man three is a good movie. Matt, I've been meaning to talk to you about Catherine's involvement in these. Yeah, me too, man. She's replacing you. <laughs> it's probably for the best. We actually are going to do a whole new episode covering Iron Man 3 for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the best uh, 4th of July movie, of I mean, Christmas movie of it's, all time. I, I will see that it is the second best Christmas movie of all time because we all know Die Hard is the best Christmas movie mm, of all time. I, I'm a Gremlins fan myself. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. A good, a good another contender for a Christmas film. Yeah. Also that Jimmy Stewart one that is actually, well, you know, the funny thing, the Jimmy Stewart one that everybody watches at Christmas, I guess it's a Christmas movie. There's very little about Christmas in it. There is a Christmas tree at the end, though. There was something I really liked in this episode, and I bet if you both think about it for a second or two, you can probably guess what it was. Screensaver. Of course. <laughs> yes. Screensaver. She had it on her, another on Jen's phone was a screensaver, and it was just America's ass. Oh, okay. Is such good fan service, like the the, really of the highest level fan service, really, and I'm really and I'm so happy. It takes like no time at all to put it in. It's just such a little thing, but it is just so funny when you see it. And it's like, yes. oh yeah, this is mm-hmm. definitely where we are in this series of like this whole MCU like universe. Yeah. Very like, self referential fan referential. Absolutely, absolutely. I, my favorite the thing that happened to me while we were doing that. Um, I was doing the live watch and someone, someone wrote in the live watch, ha ha screensaver. And then, uh, my niece was like, what was in the screensaver? And I was like, oh, it was uh, captain America's butt. And she was like, why? (laughs) 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 Oh, how pure. (laughs) How pure and good is that? Maybe you haven't been watching too much TikTok. I don't think that's the <laughs> evidence that you need. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so uh, things... I, there's lines that are terrible, but also fun, really well delivered. I really love the guy describing She-Hulk in the courtroom, and he's like, so there's this woman, pretty decent. Like, I don't know. It's just like such so so bad but such good delivery uh, by that actor. And then also the guy a little later who was like... All right, there's a beautiful woman over there. I'm going to go talk to it. Okay, Dennis. They oh, are pushing Dennis. the Dennis is a shithead narrative so hard. They are, they are really like, they really don't want us to like him. And I'm like, it's working. You don't have, you, I already didn't like him. You didn't have to do this. It honestly, actually, that line, it did actually make me laugh. Like, it, I, I didn't, oh, yeah. it did, I already didn't like Dennis. So it wasn't like I needed to not like him more. But the, the like, there's a hot girl over there. I'm going to go talk to it. I definitely actually, like, I actually cackled yeah. at it. It was a funny it, line. Me too. Yeah. It's so over the top misogyny that it's, uh, it, it reaches like Barney Stinson levels, you know? Mm-hmm. How yep. I Met Your Mother. 
Yeah, totally. Like, and somehow he gets away with it because it's so over the top, you know? Yep. It's it's obviously like in light of itself ridiculous. Like right before that, he had the the um, the lines of like, you know, isn't it kind of uh, what is it unsportsmanlike <laughs> to yeah. to debut superpowers just to get publicity in your favorites? Like, what the hell? Yeah, Where she saved your life? You are such a prick. <laughs> like, just wanted like I wanted her to just sock him like one good time just to like shut him up. Yeah, but no, no. I, I love though that we get a complete flip on uh, on Pug in the new office where he's like bringing the the welcome basket of like <laughs> here's stuff you know some some office supplies to get you started uh, <laughs> the, map, the map to the best bathroom for pooping <laughs> that is immediately <laughs> endearing like every anyone who's worked in an office yep. or like whatever like a large organization immediately endeared to Pug which I saw him and immediately I was like. I love this guy, and I can't remember what he's from. And then I remembered it. It's from Arrow. What is he from? He was an Arrow. As who? He uh, like he was the DA that turned bad guy. Oh, okay. I didn't remember that. Wasn't he? I don't know. I didn't remember that. But he's on a show, another comedy called The Other Two. That is like it, he is the best best part of that show. Like he plays a very similar kind of vibe, at least to the little bit of pug we've gotten so far. Just like super supportive dude, dude bro, but also very dumb. Like I don't know. It just I love him in the other two. And so as soon as I saw him, I was just like, "Who is this guy that I love? I can't remember well, where so I know him from." I, even. I didn't know him from anything else. But like, if you had forty five seconds to make me love a character. That's what you do in those 45 <laughs> seconds. That was an incredibly yep. effective introduction to him. And I was like, the note I have is I was like, they're really pushing the Dennis sucks narrative and the pug is an ally narrative. Like those are, those are two <laughs> things. I was like, I am very clear about how they want me to feel about these two characters. <laughs> and I'm already feeling yep, that absolutely. way. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> you know what? I'm not clear on how they want us to feel. Tell me. I thought I was clear on how they want us to feel about Jen's decision to be a lawyer instead of a hero. Like in the first episode, that felt like a very clear, like, no, I am my own person. These powers don't define me. I will not be a hero. I am a lawyer. But then this episode, they really drove this whole conversation about like, what do the Avengers even do? Do they have dental? Do they have, do they even get paid? And it was like, Ooh, like, I, I, I understand what she's saying, and I understand that, like, that's important to life, but also, it's like, in any other context, that would feel very, like, you're missing the point here. Like, I really like her, but also, I'm, st I'm starting to think, like, is the arc here, she's, uh, she's deciding to be, it, is this her resisting the call, or is this her choosing to be herself? And I don't know. <laughs> like, I really don't know. I think it's going to mm. be at the end of everything. I do think it's going to be that there's, it couldn't have just been her as Jen and it couldn't have just been her as She-Hulk. And there's this beautiful meshing of Jen and She-Hulk and they were both necessary to save the day. And she had to incorporate both these parts of her. And it's about accepting herself for who she is and what she, you know, I think, I think that's going to be yeah. like the overall narrative of the show, but I do like the kind of tension they're creating now around like, well, they only wanted me here because they only wanted the Hulk here as a lawyer. And now everyone's going to think that I only got the job because I'm a Hulk, which I thought was like a little fun poking social commentary bit too 
Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's about yep. it's, it's poking at the fact that like when people think women only get jobs because of their looks or because of whatever, and like she's just a Hulk, and like that's that's why she has the job, and it is kind of why she has the job. And so like you have to like wrestle with that, and then like you have to she has to wrestle with that, but then it's it's all juxtaposed. It feels like the world is choosing her Hulk self and not respecting the Gen side of her, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and its value and just the value of her as a human being. Um, but then you've got Nikki who loves her and really does seem to care for her, but also wants her to use the Hulkness. Like she's being pushed toward being the Hulk by both like sort of like bad actors who are sort of just using her and also her loved ones. So it's like this weird, like, I don't know if I'm rooting for her to be like fully actualized as Jennifer Walters, the person or like fully embrace her Hulkness. And I think that's what it's playing with. It's playing with the ideas. And I think like, it's playing with like third wave feminism, like um, embracing the fact that you are, you need to be equal and you need to be forceful in your work and you need to like all these things that second wave feminism was, but also embrace like sexuality and your femininity and all this stuff. And I think that's sort of like playing with those ideas, but I'm not totally sure. It's kind of got me up in the air a little bit. I don't know what to root for exactly. Mm-hmm. Just root for Jen. <laughs> I, I just, am just root for Jen. I very much am. <laughs> I do also like that she doesn't like the She Hulk name, and that she's like, I haven't thought of a better one yet, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to be. I can't be myself without being a derivative of the Hulk. And then Nikki's like, "That's a terrible name, too." <laughs> <laughs> and then their family, her, her like a uh, stylist sister or whatever sister in law, is like, "Oh, we need to get your hair more like She Hulk's hair." Like, like. Even her family is valuing <laughs> She-Hulk above her in a way. Like, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about all of it. I, I love, though, that her dad was just, like, immediately, like, she clearly knows about Hawkeye and stuff mm-hmm. now <laughs> because she's a superhero. So she gets, like, the superhero book and history to read through. And he's like, does he, does he just go and pick up the arrows? Like, that seems... seems- <laughs> irresponsible to just leave us laying around that is one of those like is it meta i don't know it's one of those just really funny moments where you're like wow i had literally never even thought of that before like i've watched him in how many movies shoot how many arrows and never once have i ever been like does he pick those up is he littering am i like rooting for a litter bug like (laughs) is is he littering garbage he's just sticking in buildings all the time but but it was just that these these are these are the real world grounded things i wanted out of this show i want questions about hawkeye's arrow i want on the ground i want real world also the whole little bit about like they got the they got the trial as a mistrial because she like saved mm-hmm. the jury i was like yep that's exact that's very realistic about that's what exactly would happen what would absolutely, absolutely. absolutely also we're all in agreement that the firm that just recruited her they're bad right i'm getting bad vibes from hmm. them I, it, it further yeah. makes me think that she's going to go up against matt in the courtroom because matt's going to be doing like the he's going to be defending someone who like needs it and she's going to be representing the firm who like is doing the wrong thing for money or whatever. Yeah. Well, one of the things in comics for She-Hulk apparently is that she has this balance between where she's like fighting villains, but then coming into the courtroom and defending villains. So like, (laughs) cause she's a defense attorney. And Mm -hmm. so like, it's this weird, weird thing uh, where she has to be the lawyer by day, but then has to go fight villains at night. And sometimes they're the same, like 
she's just fighting against herself in a way. Um, and the fact that she's helping Emil here, I think, I think Emil Blonsky will end the season similar to how U.S. Agent ended Falcon and Winter Soldier, where like you kind of see things from his perspective a little bit. He's not a totally evil person, but also you still think he's a bit of a shithead and he's done some horrible things. I mean, I saw him like that after The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. That's what I love. <laughs> you know, you were saying earlier that you love uh, that movie, Catherine. I think that movie's okay, but like he is one of my favorite things in the MCU. Like he he brings the uh, level of that movie way up for me because I think Emil Blonsky's just freaking awesome. Um, Tim Roth yep. is one of my favorite actors from way back. And uh, mwah, so good. I totally missed a joke in the episode earlier that I f- I'm blanking. I should have written down the name. Someone pointed it out in the chat or in this in the Stranded Panda Facebook chat, and I, I it made me laugh so hard all over again when the, Jen and Hulk are on the phone together, and mm-hmm. and and Bruce is like, "I was a whole different person back then." <laughs> I thought he was making a joke about becoming Professor Hulk, but right. then but then nope. someone in the chat was like, "Oh, that was obviously a joke at Edward Norton," and I was like, "Oh my god, it was!" Yeah. And I laughed twice as hard all over again and i was like no it's totally good well that's what's so beautiful that line works perfectly in universe because he has changed a a lot he's become professor hulk but he it also works perfectly as like poking fun at the actor change so funny it's just like in iron man 2 when uh walks into the courtroom and says it's me i'm here deal with it it's like yes yes we recast deal with it (laughs) it's me yep I'm here. Deal with it. Um, I also loved in that call, just the whole concept of the call and Jen just talking over steamrolling Hulk the entire time. I didn't like that, actually. I was like, no, I don't like it when anyone does it, regardless of gender. I was like, just be let him talk. Let him say something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, didn't get a word, a word in edgewise. I don't like it in a uh, in a real sense, but it really fit their like cousinly vibe. Like them being sort of dicks to each other, you know, like that's their whole thing. <laughs> and like, I just, I, I loved it. I loved it. Like she, he keeps trying to get a word in and, he, and she's like, and then it's like, it sounds like you're calling me to say you're taking the job. I'm calling you to tell you I'm taking the job. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of their cousinly vibe, do we know where the fuzzball joke came from? Did I miss that in episode one? Or is that, was that just grandfathered in and we're just supposed to believe it's because of their previous standing relationship? I think it's grandfathered in, but I think it probably is her hair is a little frizzy and he, and she wears it in that big bun. Um, I, th- I think when he calls her fuzzball, the first time is when he rubs her head. Um, okay. He's got that big. So it's, it's probably she had frizzy hair growing up and he like has been calling her fuzzball her whole life. I'm and guessing. Similar to what you pointed out in the, the quick reaction p- uh, cash that you did, Matt, when you said that that Ched joke in the first episode that mm-hmm. they kept in, even though we didn't know him, I actually totally missed it. Like in the first, oh, yeah. or like, or in the first episode, because I didn't know who the character was. I just like heard the joke and, and moved on. But now in the second episode, I was like, Oh, this is just a cousin. And I didn't even put it together until I listened to your cast about it. And I was like, Oh, that was yep. clearly an editing thing. I don't think they would have done right. it the other way, you know. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's totally an editing thing. The only reason I remembered is because Ched is a weird name. Yeah, like I would not have caught that either. Probably if it'd been Chad, I probably would have been like, "Oh, ha ha ha!" But Ched was rem- Ched was memorable. Yeah, <laughs> you never forget Ched. Never forget a Ched. Uh, one big thing. Okay, uh, I really liked this episode. I know you guys had a little more like. 
you guys just wanted more, I think, out of mm-hmm. it. I really thought this episode yeah. really, was really good. Um, and I was even happy with the amount. But one thing I really didn't like was that I knew Abomination was coming. Because this episode would have been so rad. I would have been like jumping out of my chest, heart leaping, if I had been like, your first case, Emil Blonsky. And then she goes to see him. And like, we all think it's Abomination. And then it opens the door. And it's what I've dreamed of for eight years. Freaking Tim Roth sitting there. Namaste. Like, I was just so (laughs) freaking excited for that. And the fact that, like, I knew the fact that I've been excited, and I'm, and you know, it's like this weird thing because, like, you get this for months, I got to be excited about it, but now a lot of that excitement has left. And now I didn't get the like in the moment excitement, you know, because I'd seen it in the trailers and such. I could get on yeah. my soapbox about how much they give away in trailers and why it's not good anytime. Cause it has been really, I've noticed it so much lately that they give away mm. so much, like already based on the trailers, like we didn't get any of the She-Hulk dating stuff this episode. So we still know there's going to be a yeah. whole bit in one of these episodes of her swiping right on everybody and carrying that dude to bed. And like, we didn't, and we still know we're getting Charlie Cox. So we haven't even had a, a hint of that yet. So it's like, there's yeah. all these things. Things that I still know are coming and we haven't gotten the payoff yet for that. It's just like, okay. And I just, I, I prefer to not know. I know some people like love spoilers and I'm so happy for you. If you do that, like, I hope you can seek them out and find them. I don't like them. And I don't like knowing, cause you're right. It would have had such a crazier punch if we didn't know we were getting abomination yeah. in this. Right. 100%. 100%. A Hulk size. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An abomination punch to the chest for sure. Yeah. Um that hurt Emil. <laughs> <laughs> the only uh, other thing I have in my notes is there's a shot of her getting all the different no's at the uh different law firms. That was so well shot. And it's done practically, yeah. I believe. I believe they don't cut away. They just change the lighting to make the room look different. And the it was so comic booky. That sort of like the thing they do where it's the same panel over and over and it's her getting more and more disappointed. So beautiful. Oh, I loved it. I love though that they change the background. If you if you watch it and and just kind of like follow it along. Mm-hmm. It starts as like really nice offices. Oh, and as it progresses, cool. they get progressively worse. Like she's lowering her standards yeah. with every place that she goes to. And it's just like, okay, now I'm at a place that is like clearly in a back office, like crappy looking filing cabinets. Like that's it is awesome. the worst place I could go to. And they're still telling me now. Yeah, I actually didn't catch that. That's cool. I, I yeah, like I said, I've seen, uh, well, I've seen it twice, but like just kind of, I noticed that on the second viewing, how rad that shot was. So, so cool. Yeah, yeah, Jeff, I'm glad you picked up on that. I also noticed, I was like, oh, by the, the last no she gets, she's sitting in front of like cardboard boxes stacked behind her. Yeah. <laughs> Just like dreary yeah. lighting, no windows, like, ugh. In a very well done scene. Yep. Yeah. I love that sequence. Mm-hmm. Super cool. And then like immediately when she gets into the new place, Nikki's just like, Look at this office, corner office, big windows, a desk. <laughs> She's like, this is a normal thing, but this is a nice desk. That's one of my favorite lines of the episode. I love that. Really, really <laughs> great delivery by Nikki. <laughs> I'm so happy that that Nikki is going to continue to be a through line. Yeah, and that she me too. like she was like, I want to. I'm I'm deciding who my paralegal is, and the guy's like, 
I don't give a shit who your paralegal is, like, at all. Yeah, I was a little worried they were going to leave her behind. I, you know, speaking of Dennis, the, the, the menace of, of that fellow, um, yeah. he was, uh, I think he'll be at the opposite firm, so she'll probably end up going up against him, I bet, right? Because he's not yeah. in mm. the law division, so they might be opposing each other in a court. But also, the way he talked about the powers and how she started He's in the DA. Oh, is he the DA? Oh, then he'll definitely... Wait, he's the DA? Yeah, he... Yeah, well, no, he's in the DA's office. Yeah, in office. the DA's office, that's right. Um, yeah, I thought he was too I thought he was too young. But yes, yeah, you're right. He's in the DA, which... It, so definitely, he'll be prosecuting. Absolutely, they're going to go and up she'll be defending. Um, but uh, I also got a weird vibe when he asked... And maybe it's because Emil Blonsky is in this episode, but when he was asking, like, how did you get those powers... Like, I kind of got this vibe of, like, is this dude, an, an, uh, like, an Emil Blonsky, but not for super soldierness? He just wants to be a, a, a He-Hulk or whatever. Like, he would like to be the, a Hulk lawyer so that he can get a little, uh, he can be an influencer or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he wants the publicity. He just reeks of the kind of person who, if he had Hulk powers, he would have saved that jury from Titania. And then he would have been like, what I did was amazing and totally the right thing. But when Jen does it, he's like kind of unsportsmanlike to, you know, like, oh, yeah, it's one of those things like sure. if he, if he did it, sure. it would be righteous and good. But because it's not him doing it, it's not correct. <laughs> yeah, 100 yep. percent. Um, real quick, let's run through some of these uh, feedbacks and see, because we got a few, we got a bunch. I don't know if we'll make it through all of them. Vermillion One says, uh, Strand Panda TV, uh, there is now a fracture in the space time continuum at the end of Shang-Chi. Uh, I am afraid what will happen to Matt and his headcanon. I don't know what you're talking about, Vermillion One. What, what's the fracture in the space time continuum? Anybody have thoughts? I don't know. Okay, hit us up again. Sorry, I don't know what the fracture is. We will have to see. Um, Serena Pan TV, uh, I t- this is Waterfall Angel, says, I took it as the footage already happened. Yeah, I, t- I did too. I did too. Um, and then we got SparkSam85 says, Jeff, you are correct. He was a great yeah. villain that season, <laughs> so I won't be surprised if he turns out to be a villain later. Uh, yeah, the the character that that guy played is Adrian Chase Prometheus. Oh, from Arrow, you're talking about? From Arrow, okay. yes. Oh, oh gosh, I need to go back and check that out because I only know him from this show where he's just like a really funny character who's like a was, dummy, and I love him. He was, uh, I think he was a district attorney there. I think he was an attorney. <gasps> oh no! Crossover, multiverse of madness. Like uh, <laughs> Amalgam Lasha. Comics, here we go. Um, Sir Dougals says, uh, I did quick goog. Pug plays Adrian Chase and Arrow. Okay, sorry. Yep. That was what we were just talking about. Great. Thank you, thank you. And uh, let's see. Vermillion One, Matt and Foggy are defenders also. Uh, defender attorneys. Mm. Mm, true, true. Mm. Uh, they, are, they are that most of the time, I believe. Um, Let's see. Spark Sam also says, I don't know if you all covered this, but who are Blonsky's seven friends? Question mark. Uh, seven soulmates. <laughs> yeah, soulmates, not friends. They're way more than just friends. The illusion to there is that he's just, uh, they are romantic partners that he met through the thing. But my actual guess is that we will find out Val is behind this entire plan to get him out and his seven friends are the other thunderbolts. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. as such a good theory. 
Also, I would be completely happy if they never did anything with that. And we're just led to believe it's literally <laughs> seven people who yes. are in love with him and they all wrote letters together. I, that, I'm, if that's all they ever do with that, I am so fine. If he ends up with the Thunderbolts, I'll also enjoy it. But if that's all right. they ever do with that, I will be so pleased. <laughs> totally, totally. I've seen these reality shows. What is it like? Uh, life after or love after lockup or something like that. <laughs> Where like people write letters and then they meet afterwards or whatever. Um, yeah, it's a thing. It happens. Uh, but I can in this world where he's abomination, you just gotta think like I, it reminds me of the boys. Is all I'm saying. Like super powered lovemaking uh, is like <laughs> you know seven women. They just want that super dong. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're trying to say, Matt. I, I, I get was, it. Th- thank you I for understand. being so much more explicit than I was willing to be. Yeah. Sometimes you get. I, I got you. I mean, sometimes you just got to put it out there. Not the super dumb. The, <laughs> the, the phrasing. <laughs> but sometimes you got to put it out there. Million uh, One also says. You just gotta uh, go for it. Her aunt or someone in the family says she needs to make her hair look like She Hulk. Uh, to the so the whole family must get on her hair about her hair. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. That's actually a really good call. The fuzzball oh, thing. Like yeah. maybe the whole family calls her fuzzball because of her hair. Um, Vermillion that's, that's one good. followed up with what their uh, tear in the space-time continuum was, and it I didn't even think about it, Vermillion one. This is such a good point. You want me to read it, Matt? Okay. Yeah, yeah go for it. So, Vermillion one in episode one, Banner's arm is healed, and then in episode two, Abomination is in the underground fight. After his fight, Shang-Chi and Katie talked to Banner and Wong on that hollow thing, and Banner's arm was in a sling. Banner was also Banner at that point. Right. I think that just all proves that this this fight happened before they because they say just footage emerged. They didn't say it happened this day. So I think that that fight happened a while ago. The footage was taken and then Banner appears shortly before he's in the car accident. He is Banner because he's healing his arm. And then in this episode, you, you find out about that or whatever. So that would mean that he had to, Blonsky had to be back in the prison then because. Right, exactly, yeah. Wong portaled him in and, or portaled him out and portaled him back in. Absolutely. And put some sort of, some sort of like hex over the prison or some sort of fake Blonsky, like hollow, magic holographic Blonsky in his cell or something like that. Yeah, I'm curious what more information we'll get about that. Rinley and one, that's a really good point about. Go watch Shang-Chi when he goes through that portal. It is absolutely the prison. I might. I might. It is. It really is. Uh, we, we've, we've talked about it before. It's going to be hard to focus on that part in the background. I have right? to go Cause... watch Simu Leo. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> twist my arm. Okay, I guess I'll go do it if I have to. <laughs> we when we when we talked about this last time on the podcast, there's someone had written this in that that's that that there's a prison when he goes through the portal. This was long before this, this was even in the trailers. Um, and what we were what we were speculating at the time was that it was it looked a lot like the prisons in Multiverse of Madness, the the like sh- the 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 glass prisons with the whatever. And at the time, we went and checked it out. And we were like, it's not the same, but it is similar. And this this cell is a, is very similar. So I bet that was what they were mm-hmm. going for here. Okay. I love the the security though in that prison. Like we got to see what a what an ultra max like ridiculous super villain prison would look like in the universe, rather than just like whatever the raft was, because the raft was just like yeah, there's some cells and they're underwater, and like that's it. That's all we really got out of it. But like yeah. 
this one was like legit. Like she had to sign a waiver. Like she tried to make a joke and the guy's like, ma'am, this is a prison. She's like, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm. I, I just, I, I like the, the realism there, I guess. Yeah. 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 I dig it. Um, Waterfall Angel says pretty effed up that she was fired in a bar while she was clearly intoxicated. Real professional. Yeah. Yeah. That bit where she drinks as She-Hulk changes mm-hmm. back into Jen and is immediately hammered. That actually did make me laugh too. And she's just like different metabolism. I was like, okay, this, <laughs> if we're going to have all this like She-Hulk anatomy lessons, it's good that they're being consistent with the rules, right? Like she's still going to yeah. have hangovers. And if she changes into human, she's going to process the booze differently. So I'm glad yeah. they're like, I'm glad they're making this like real, you know, real air quotes around deep, that. Deep, yep. hot, wet, green continuity. <laughs> Um, so next you added a you added an adjective, Chris, and I'm not sure I'm okay with it. <laughs> Chris Strong says, uh, footage was leaked to hurt his case. That is not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I was just talking about how maybe this whole get him getting out of jail might be a Val thing, but what if there's a different faction working against him getting out of jail that might be leaking footage? Oh, yeah. I mean, if he's got seven soulmates, he's probably got some people that are against him. Yeah. There's, they're probably his soulmate's ex-husbands. Uh, are, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, gonna, they're gonna show up in episode six as like a supervillain team that's going against Blonsky. <laughs> <laughs> and they think they're heroes because they're trying to put away a villain. Yeah, the exes or whatever. <laughs> All right. Well guys, let's uh I guess I guess that's about it. Any other thoughts on She-Hulk episode two? Um I mean, there was one, but it's kind of a negative thing in that the uh, the CG on She-Hulk when she was in the office, like going around talking about how like, oh, everybody's going to think that I just got the job because I'm Hulk mm-hmm. and like uh, superhero first day or whatever. Like that didn't look great. Mm. Yeah. In in the show, in the episode. I don't know. Like it just kind of looked real 2D and I like I don't I don't want to harp on it cuz like the rest of the episode was so yeah. tantalizing and and gave me so much yeah. without giving me enough. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of those mini coke cans where you're like, "Oh, this is enough to piss me off because it's not enough in." <laughs> <laughs> 4 ounces of coke. Yeah. Yeah, just like <clears throat> Oh, well that was done. There's definitely moments in the show where the CGI stands out as a little like rough, and you know, I guess I'm I'm pretty forgiving of stuff like that, so it doesn't really bother me. But like, I just I guess I'm listening to her and just sort of like filling in the blanks with my imagination. But like, yeah, I get it. Some people have bigger issues with that than I do. I just I understand why it happens, and I yeah. I it just takes me out of it, which is the only reason that I always kind of like notice it and sometimes bring it up because it does just like take me out of the story a little bit when I'm like, Ooh, that looked a little chintzy or just like Jess said, like, Oh, that looks a little bit like 2d for what this should be. Yeah. 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 She's, she's clearly going through a three dimensional space and she doesn't look like a three dimensional character. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. That makes my brain go, whoa, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then like 100%. completely like that whole sequence where I'm like, am resetting is like just gone mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, uh, well, that's uh, that's all good. We will we will talk more about the terrible CGI next week. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I I don't think it's terrible at all. I'm just teasing. Um, 
But it, it has its Oh, moments. we didn't talk about Bruce in space, though. Like, at all. Did we not? I thought we I said I was up. excited about it. Yeah. Catherine did mention it, but right. then I took the first part of her <laughs> sentence and ran with that. And right. Didn't circle back. So, Sakar. Yeah, it sounds like he's going to Sakar. Yeah. Sakar and... Uh, what was it? Sakar and Courier Alpha class or whatever? Alpha class transport. Yeah, whatever transport class, probably a courier. But it looks like he's also just like loaded up his desk and then, or his whole lab from the look of it. Yeah. It had a real uh, Nick Fury vibe. You know, the who's got my shoes part. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it zooms out in its spaceship. And for we sure, know, of man. course, they have cell service in space, which like makes sense. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> well, but not at hyperspace, apparently. When he jumps, he loses I know, the rude. Call. He just like hung up on her. Yeah. Rude. <laughs> call over, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Which made me wonder. Yeah, somebody asked it, what in the uh, live watch was that autopilot or is there someone else on the ship? Oh, good who's question. Driving? Good question. Yeah, who's, who's driving the ship? Because he didn't seem to be behind controls. Yeah, he doesn't have any PhDs in piloting alien spacecraft. <laughs> good one, Jeff. Good callback. I'm just excited to see where he's going and what that leads to. Uh, because that may potentially have us having Hulk in like the Marvels or uh, maybe yeah. even a follow up Eternals, uh, Secret Invasion, possibly. Yeah, like he could deal. He could be dealing with Secret Invasion stuff. Like, yeah, Battle of the Green People. You know, I didn't think Eternals had enough characters, so we should just like slam Hulk <laughs> yeah. in there too. Great idea, Jeff. Great idea. Well, you got to replace Good the call. one white guy with the green guy. <laughs> yeah. It all the all the representation. It was pretty good on representation yeah. that movie, but nobody was green. Not one green person. Not a single. They wore green, but not a single mm-hmm. green person. Mm-hmm. I gotta find. I gotta find something green to wear next week. <laughs> Well, anyway, I will not. I don't think like, I'll get to be here next week because of my opinions on Iron Man three. I'm just kidding. No, I think I have, <laughs> I have something else going on. Wait next a second. Week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you know what's really funny is uh, next week. <laughs> next week is the beginning of Dragon Con. Yep, we'll be we'll be in a. We actually may do this earlier next week, I guess, because it'll be the first morning of Dragon Con. We'll be waking up in Atlanta to go to Dragon Con, so maybe we'll do it before we go to the show. Well, then yeah. keep me in the timeline loop. I, oh, yeah, we, we'll, we will do we'll that. see. We'll do that. <laughs> I'm actually only going to have notes on Iron Man 3 for next week. I'm actually, I'm just, <laughs> every time you <laughs> I ask me. I forgot to watch the episode. Every time you ask me about S.H.I.E.L.D., like, I'm going to be like, you know what? It's just honestly that the journey you see Tony go through on a personal level, an emotional level, it's just really good in that movie. I'm, j- I'm only going to talk about Iron Man 3 next week. <laughs> She-Hulk episode 3, not Iron Man. <laughs> what a wonderful performance by Ben Kingsley. Um, in this episode of She-Hulk. Transformative, really. (laughs) Alright, guys. We'll be back soon. Peace. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.